this is the future of how everybody's going to shop because we are really kind of creating something that's never been done before, which is like searching, browsing, discovery for fashion, connecting millions of customers with millions of product. We have the world's biggest fashion data set. Even at day one, half the company was data scientists and engineers. So data has always been at the core. Partners are saying, I see you beyond transactional. You're actually a strategic partner. And we have 8 million products now, which is about 35 times the size of our biggest retailer. I was the first woman to come into the C-suite at List, a really amazing company that's, you know, helping 160 million customers. It's kind of a big deal. It's a roller coaster. You're going to have the highest highs and the lowest lows. I've learned that I don't have to sleep and coffee is my best friend. I can't sell anything. I can only sell the things I believe in because I am a horrible liar and anybody that's played poker with me knows this for a fact. I feel like I spent all my money on Depop. You know, Gucci is taking risks. This never happened before. Sweatpants are over, thank God. What's happening in fashion? How do we build a product that's actually gonna help? You know, when you're building something that's never existed before, there's no roadmap to follow. We actually don't exist as a business if we don't have value creation. That is the Chief Partnerships Officer at List, where their biggest competitor is Google itself. This is the Grow In podcast, where we're in company with leaders from the world's best brands and share the next chapter of their growth story. Lucy and I find out what it takes to become a C-level board member for the world's largest global fashion search platform and what it means to take it to the next level. The vast majority of my clients really struggle with partnerships and innovation-based partnerships in particular because they've come from a supplier-vendor relationship background. And so when you yeah. talk to them about a partnership, they're like, so we pay them and they give us something or, you know, they pay us and we give them something. And you're like, no, you know, value, value creation, it's making yeah. something that's more than the total sum of its parts. And sometimes you can go on that journey. And sometimes we, you see time and time again where companies really struggle. Tell me a little bit about how you approach partnerships, because we live in a world where no one company can do anything themselves if they want to be innovative. <laughs> They have yeah. to reach outside the boundaries and they have to mm -hmm. go forth and partner in order to, to get to that output, to get to that impact, to get to that value creation. And a lot of creativity in things comes from partnerships. So tell me a little bit about how you think about it, how you think about it with innovation. Yeah, and I think it's such a great question. And it's interesting um, when you say, you know, for, for many people, it's a struggle because I think what is so fortunate for me in the role that I have at List is that it's actually built into the business model to drive the value. So it's actually, there's no friction because we actually don't exist as a business if we don't have value creation. So I think our whole premise, so the, the idea is that every you know, sale we generate, we take a commission from. So our whole model is based on driving value. So I think, you know, we only succeed when our partners succeed. So there actually isn't a friction point. And I think what I've really enjoyed, particularly, you know, I've been there seven years now. And in that growth period, what's been really nice is that I would say early days, it was probably more transactional, which is like, oh, great. I've got sales. I've got new customers. I've got this traffic. Thank you so much. But actually, increasingly, because we have, um, you know, we have the the world's biggest fashion data set and all that information that we can share wow. with them. Increasingly, what's happening is partners are saying, 
to me, I see you beyond transactional. You're actually a strategic partner because we can get money from lots of places, but we actually can't get strategic advice or um, you know data insights that help us do our job better. So I think it, I'm really lucky because it never feels like a struggle. Um, I mean, it's busy. Don't get me wrong. We have over a, th a thousand partners in you know 170 countries. We're, we're definitely busy, but it's not that part of like, how do I get out of this mode of transaction is not so much an issue because I think the whole the whole business is just built on on making it better. And I think you know sharing those insights is super interesting for us too because we then get back what do partners care about? What's happening in fashion? How do we build a product that's actually going to help them. And I think that's always been, for me, a really fun part of this kind of a role, which is, you know, problem solving for partners, right? Which is like, oh, I have this issue. How can you help me? And us kind of figuring out with all of the assets that we have and all the teams that we have, how do we take this expertise and turn it into something usable that helps them grow? That's really the, the whole point of our existence in, in the team. And, you know, and, and the other thing is the partnerships in general need to work. I think you've probably always... I'm sure many of you have seen, and maybe with, even within your clients, Lucy, like where it just doesn't feel right. Like there's a partnership this year, like this is not, this doesn't feel good, you know, but we, um, we recently added on this. I mean, I love this brand so much, the sustainable brand called Pangaya, and they do yeah. a lot with like fabric tech and they're, and what they did is they're like, we want to, we want to really celebrate being on list. So what we're going to do is every purchase, we're going to plant a tree and, you know, things like that where it's great for our customers, it's great, you know, it's great for us, but it's also great for, for Pangaea to kind of really reemphasize their brand story. Um, as you said, you we help you build, yeah, you help build each other's products essentially. hundred percent. And I think it's like that win-win attitude. We're always talking about win-wins all the time. And I think, um, you know, I loved what you said earlier, Lucy, about, you know, you can't do it on your own. And so for example, um, you know, we partner with people like High Snobiety because they are the experts at streetwear. Um, we feel like, you know, we are certainly the, the authority in fashion, but we work across all sectors, right? We have luxury, we have high street, we have contemporary, but they're like the streetwear experts. So we worked with them on a partnership called The Next 20, which is basically like, how do we combine your information and your insight with the data assets that we have to create this list of like what's new and next? And those kind of things have been really popular. And even our partners have reached out and be like, oh, I saw this. I love that. That's great. And it's just thinking differently. Whereas I maybe, maybe historically somebody would have been like, oh, are they in our lane? Is it weird? Is it a conflict? And it's not because they have something we don't have and we have something they don't have. So we're constantly sort of trying to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we just kind of expand that, expand that piece? Um, and, and then, about, sorry, you yeah, talked no, about value. And I think it's, you mentioned something, which I thought was, A, I didn't know that you have the world's biggest data fashion set, um, mm. fashion data set. And I think that's, extraordinary but I guess the question is like you said you know your partners went okay this went from transactional to strategic because you bring things like this world's biggest data set mm. when did you know we're, we're gonna if we keep going we're gonna have the world's biggest data set tell me a little bit of some of the things you've learned about being brilliant at partnerships because I'm assuming <laughs> on day one when you were building these first partnerships with people yeah. a you probably didn't have the world's biggest data set and secondly <laughs> you were like trying to build the partnerships to get the business model going. And like yeah. with lots of companies, the data was like an art, like, oh, we're collecting data at the same time. So yeah. at what point did it come from something that happens as a byproduct of building these relationships to a really important part of why we're a chosen relationship partner? 
I think it's a great question. And I think what's super interesting and, and quite right to sort of say this wasn't always as it was. I mean, when I started, it was 40 people. We now have 300 people. I had one person Amazing. in my team. I have 50. You know, there's a lot of change that happens. Um, what's interesting for us, though, is that for the whole company, and again, remember, the whole point of List is to connect customers with the products that they love. So, you know, there is this kind of flywheel of like the supply side, which is which is my area, which is how do we make sure we get the products. But the truth is, honestly, even at day one, half the company was data scientists and engineers. So data has always been at the core. I don't think we would exist or even be as successful as we are if we didn't start with that key point. And we often say, Chris, our founder will say, we have two key enablers for the company. One is the supply, which is obviously the products. And then the other is the data. And actually no, at no point was that like a, a chicken egg. They both started at the same time. It's just, they both had to grow over time. Um, so again, you know, we have 8 million products now, which is about wow. 35 times the size of our biggest retailer, right? So again, the concept of like everything is really, really important. Um, so it's interesting because I would say for me, truthfully, at the beginning, I don't think I, I knew data was important, but again, this concept of like data being currency, data being like really the most important thing has been a very recent development in the world of fashion. Because I think, as you said, people are busy. They have all these other things to worry about supply chain, logistics. There's a lot of stuff to kind of uncover there. And I think data is kind of like, it felt like icing, you know, like, oh, this would be a nice to have. Whereas now it's like, well, actually, if we don't have the right information or we're not harnessing it properly. And I've seen it even in the partners that we work with, right? So now they have, um, we work with the uh, the data data insight team of Montclair, and Montclair has a whole team dedicated to this. This never happened before, you know. Similarly, uh, Valentino. So again, these big luxury brands that I think historically, you know, obviously would maybe use amazing consultancies and lots of opportunity to get information, but now they're kind of embedding it into their own teams, which I'd never seen before. You're so like optimistic and full of energy. Like I think you're just such an incredible individual brand yourself. Real stories curated with love for you.